from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, we are inside of the Cafe Kubal studios, and of course we're live on facebook.com backslash live now DT, youtube.com backslash wake up call DT, as well as on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT for internet streaming radio, which you can pick up on the homepage of our main site, wake up call dt.com inside of monpazpopcorn.com is what's popping andre hawkins eric santifer have been on the show hal cohen is next in the hour of 10 o'clock we have the tens hal cohen and jimmy lee and we'll start with hal hal how are we doing today wow you started with the, the better of the two that was nice <laughs> so uh, so hal what what and you, and you can tell jimmy that too oh i, I definitely will you can be sure that i will so What's going on, Hal? How's uh, how's life? How's 2021 treating you and the family? Well, you know, as with everybody, we're uh, just kind of hunkering down. Uh, we were very fortunate to have our first grandson um, down in Charlotte. So we uh, um, moved down there for the year to spend with our granddaughter. I mean, my daughter and our, and our grandson. So uh, we were down in the Charlotte area. It's not too far from Greensboro. No, and a beautiful thing that you got to. So you made the decision with the birth of your grandson that you were going to move so that you could be stationed there and actually be able to be around your grandson. That is a very smart, very uh, well thought of decision, and and I'm sure that it it worked out great for you. And I'm sure that you had a lot more uh, happy times and sad times taking care of a little one. <laughs> yeah, I actually. Uh... I said to my wife, I said, wow, I didn't realize it was this hard. Wow, I mean, taking care of a child. Is, uh, <laughs> was, uh, in the old days when I was working, uh, I was, uh, you know, you come home for a couple hours, and you, you know, rock the kids a little bit, watch the game and walk the kids, and uh, it wasn't too bad. But then when you had to go more than two hours, six hours or so at a time, uh, uh, that has become stressful. Yeah, so I mean, you, you, you learn through your grandchildren sometimes how to, how to raise wait raise the you know a kid again essentially so uh, what did your wife say to you when you said i didn't realize it was this hard um she just smiled <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say she didn't she didn't hit you or nothing i mean no, uh, <laughs> no. well that was kind of like it was i mean i'm sure all maybe everybody else has the same experience it's kind of like oh now i get it now i get it you know well that was we had four kids we had four kids Six, four, two, and a newborn. Yeah. And uh, so that was pretty intense back then. But the lucky thing, I had to go. I got to get to go to work, you know. So then when I had to come home at night and, and uh, again turn on the SU game and put a couple kids, rock the kids, and that was it. And I was then I was off to work the next day. So I didn't really appreciate the extent and the amount of work mothers throughout there throughout the world. And so I apologize to everybody if I. Uh, didn't give them enough due uh, credit. Well, and now now you've learned how to do it. So what what are the biggest things that you learned taking care of a newborn? <laughs> well, the good news is is my daughter um, was uh, um, teaching remotely upstairs. So I was only about a, a stairway away from any major trauma. But uh, um, yeah, 
just uh, you know, if I get a root to get a root, that was a get a routine. But there's always this one time when there's this uncontrollable crying going on, and um, that's 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 pretty intense. So that's when I would slowly walk up the stairs (laughs) and do what you do what you got to do. Understood. So and it was only, I only did it like a couple days a week, and my wife would, you know, we'd kind of alternate. So yeah, that was good. So that coming from from Hal Cohen here with us this morning, uh, teaching us about uh, you know finally realizing how tough it is to raise a kid. Now I got to tell you, Hal, I I don't I do not have any. I have my dog, who's very much my little baby, but I I, uh, I do not have any uh, human children of my own right now so what are your words of advice for the day that i actually have the uh, the birth of a child that is mine well you gotta have a very understanding wife who uh, <laughs> who, uh uh you know spends uh, uh the day with the kids and and uh and uh takes care of them and 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 then hopefully when you come home from work um, you will appreciate what she has done, and you'll take care of the kids uh, on the weekends and <laughs> whenever you have any available time. So yeah. it's a team. It's a team effort, and uh, just like uh, SU basketball, you know, team effort, and uh, and uh, work together, and uh, and maybe appreciate what they're doing a little bit more than than what it seems like at the time. That coming here from Syracuse Orange men's basketball alum Hal Cohen. You didn't know you were going to get a parenting. You know, a little crash course this morning, did you, Syracuse fans? But we're getting it, we're learning it, and I appreciate it. Hell, you, you said, you know, having having a give and take with your significant other is teamwork, teamwork on the court and off the court, and you bring it, you know, from, from the house to the basketball court. What can you say about this year's team for Syracuse? What does the teamwork look like to you? Is it better than it's ever been this season right now? What's your take? Yeah, I mean, this has been a very, very, obviously, uh, uh, difficult year overall in terms of, uh, obviously, COVID. And, uh, but uh, it's been uh, an interesting from the basketball perspective. I don't know if we've ever had a team like this where you, at one moment, you'd say, man, we're pretty good. Yeah. And then the next, within, within one game, and then you're saying, man, maybe we're not so good. And then the next game, Man, we're pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's been, uh, I mean, uh, uh, and it's kind of a wrap it up and wrap it down, you know. And uh, but now it seems like they're uh, coming together, which is great, and playing well. And I think they've found the combinations and guys coming, you know, the you know the backup point guard and um, uh, you know everybody, uh, you know, kind of finding their role just at the right time. So. You know, it seems like they're obviously doing very well right now and, and, and uh, playing together. And uh, who knows, you know, if you get the right combination right now. And I think this guard situation um, reminds me of those who are have were back in 45 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> we had a, one of my junior year, we had uh, – Three guard offense. I mean, three guards. We had a point guard named Eddie Moss, and we had a shooting guard uh, Marty Head. And I, I was kind of a combination shooting guard and point guard. And you know, it was a three guard kind of a rotation thing. And uh, we, 
you know, it went very well. And, you know, it was nice to be able to be a point guard and a shooting guard because then you could, you know, if the point guard went out, you could be the point guard. If the shooting guard went out, you were the shooting guard. So it sounds like they kind of have that uh, rotation thing kind of working out. And when some teams play zone and you play a little bit more of the shooter, if the other teams are playing, you know, man more, then so that, that seems to have worked itself out. And I know everybody was all up and down, you know, in terms of, who their favorite was and who should be playing more. But yeah. right now I think they've kind of got a nice little rotation going. Yeah, you know, and, and Marek Dolajai, you know, somebody yeah. that, that I have talked about since he came to Syracuse and love this story of, I mean, I, I talked with Adrian Autry about going to, I, I remember Adrian saying to me, hey, he's like, you know, I got somebody, he's out in Slovakia, I think he's going to be really good, you know, we're trying to uh, bring him in and whatnot. And then he went out there. I remember talking to him when he was going out there. Like, I, the the story of Marek Dolajai starts earlier for me, thanks to Adrian. And when he got to Syracuse and he got on the court and he started doing different things and going after loose balls and putting his body out there, not caring that he's 78 pounds and the guy's 280, and going up against him all the time, I said, I respect this guy. I like this guy. He reminded me of Christoph Anjanat in the sense that, you know, Kristoff did so many things, never showed up in the stat sheet, and people, you know, thought that he didn't do a lot because of that, but they weren't watching the game. Marek comes in, he's doing the same type of stuff, and then he starts to score, and I kept saying, wow, I love this guy. Wow, this guy is great. Wow, I love watching this guy. And now everybody loves Marek, but if you go back and watch his career at Syracuse, hell, he's doing this stuff all the time. He's putting his body out there. He's taking shots. He's improving his shot. He's improving his range. He's going after rebounds. He's going after loose balls. He's got great vision. He's dribbling the ball well. He's essentially, arguably, played all five positions on the court for Syracuse. Sometimes he was their best point guard. You know, he's been out there as their best center. He's been out there as one of their key forwards. So, I mean, I, I would venture to say that Marek Dolajai is one of the greatest things that's happened to Syracuse basketball in a long time. And I'd love to get your thoughts on it since everybody's a Marek fan now, but I was wearing that Marek jersey way back back. So I can say that. I got the 21 jersey. It's my favorite number anyways. But what are your thoughts on Marek? Well, I mean, I, I, I agree. He's the, um, he's the uh, what everybody calls the X factor. You know, he's the key kind of key piece to the whole puzzle and that uh, uh, you're very well taken if you have a team that can really press you you know and pressure the guards and if the guards you know can't handle the pressure so much but um, he can come up and handle the ball and take the pressure away from the guards you know or you know he can help you know guard the big guys or he can you know he can be the point forward or the point center and and uh, does all the little, like you said, does all the little things, and those that, that adds up when you, you know, take a charge or you dive in a loose ball or you know lose a tooth, you know, things like this. You know, these are all things that uh, you know help a team, and it may not show, like you said, show, may not show up in the in the, the the records, you know, and everything like that in terms of points and everything. But he's the key guy that can make that extra play and who. Um, gives the extra hustle and, and uh, that's the interesting thing is there's no crowd either and he's doing this without a crowd <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, he's diving and doing all that stuff and there's you know and not that everybody dives just to get the crowd going but that helps when the, you know like a crowd you know gets into it when you do that stuff but he's doing it without it so um 
No, he's just been. I mean, he's the key guy. He's the key key guy, and and they may be a little bit thinner and not as tall as others, but they have to guard him too. So it's it's not like he has to guard them. They they also have to guard him. So, um, no, he's he's been fabulous, and I hope. Uh, I don't know. What's he got another year if he comes back? Can he come back another year? Yeah, everybody's essentially got a free year, so he can uh, he can essentially have five years playing straight. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, he's been he's been fantastic. Yeah, he's been great, and and I think that you know for uh, out not to load the question, Hal. So who do you think besides Marek has been another catalyst in your opinion? Who sticks out to you on this year's team? Well, obviously, Buddy Beheim. Jeez, I mean, I mean, I was uh, saw him back in you know seventh grade, eighth grade, that kind of stuff, and uh, at JD and. Uh, uh, He's just gotten better and better, and, and obviously he's worked on his game, you know. I mean, he's kind of like a uh, NBA-type person where you're backing, you know, if you got a little guy on you, and he's been, he really has done very well with that, backing guys down into the lane and making shots, and obviously he's a great shooter. Uh, obviously he's got great uh, quickness in terms of, uh, you know, stealing balls on the top of the zone, and no, he just impressed me in terms of his – he hasn't. He didn't plateau. He just he's kept going, you know. And and uh, yeah. and now, uh, you know, what's he got? Another two more years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, buddy, yeah, buddy's a junior, so technically he can get two more with the free year. Yeah, no. So he's yeah, he's to me that's been very impressive. Yeah, um, and uh, right now it seems like everybody's uh, doing you know playing together. Uh, where at times this year it looked like you had four guys, you know kind of getting the ball and saying okay i'm going to go one-on-one you know but now it seems everything's kind of flowing so maybe you know again if you don't practicing every day because of the covid situation and you could you know get out of whack in terms of rhythm and everything and uh, uh i think right now they're, they're all they obviously seem to be coming together and hopefully uh yesterday's game will hopefully push them over the top here in terms of getting into the ncaa but uh be nice to get a win today yeah, you know, and, and do you think that they have to get it to – I mean, what gets them in the tournament, in your opinion? Have they done enough? Do they have to beat Virginia? Can they lose to Virginia close and still get in? How do you view it? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was actually just reading the article about, with Coach Beheim this morning. Not with him, um, but uh, about his article or his interview with somebody about, uh, um, you know, quadrant i didn't you know all these quadrant one quadrant two three four you know yeah uh, not that they, they haven't had really any real tough games uh, at home i guess which they count yeah. and um and so we haven't had that opportunity because they couldn't play the games um and it sounds like from this quadrant two three whatever you know against those you know uh, still good teams and we've done very obviously done very well and I think, at least in the old days, they used to talk about, uh, you know, who's playing well at this time. Yeah. Obviously, you know, over the last three games, we're, we're playing very well. And uh, as opposed to teams losing three or four games down the stretch, you know, here we're coming into this down the stretch and we're winning games. And so we're playing well. And it looks like, to me, if you're watching them, you're saying, hey, this, this team's pretty good. Uh, so... You know, I mean, obviously it would be nice to win. I think, you know, everybody says, well, yeah, maybe uh, if you don't get blown out or you, you play close, uh, 
that would, you know, that also helps, I suppose. But uh, just from the eye test, you know, if you're playing Virginia, you know, close all the way down to the end of the game, and maybe not, maybe not win, but uh, you know, I mean, you you just never know. I mean, actually, it's kind of gone our way the last few years, right, with uh, getting in and not being supposed to get in, and so hopefully it comes through because that would extend our extend our year for you know from my family and. Uh, a Syracuse Nation standpoint to yeah. extend the year longer. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I think, you know, looking at this, you know, it, one of the th- points that I took from what you were saying is, you know, we played Clemson, Syracuse has played Clemson twice. And Clemson ended the season 10-6 and six in the ACC. Syracuse 9-7 and seven in the ACC regular season. Syracuse has the same amount of wins as Clemson with 16 and Syracuse lost to Clemson by 17, then beat them by 10, then Clemson loses to Miami, and I'm seeing some talking heads last night go, yeah, okay, well, Clemson lost, you know, they lost to Syracuse, they lost to a Miami team that's 4-15 and in the ACC in the regular season, 10-16 and overall, but they're still in. And I'm going, okay, so they have the same amount of wins that Syracuse has. Syracuse beat them more recently, so they split with them. They just lost to a team with, a four and fifteen record in the conference. Syracuse has a nine and seven record in the conference, and they beat them. How are you so sure about Clemson? And then you got your arms up about Syracuse, who defeated North Carolina. And you know, so I mean, it's it's one of those things where I'm looking at it, and I know that there's you know we we used to do the RPI, we used to do the strength of this, and now we do the quad one and the quad two, and break it all down BS. But at the end of the day, it's and then they talk about the eye test, and this team looks really good to me through my bifocals. I'm looking at Syracuse right now saying they're 16-8. and eight. They don't have double-digit losses. They have now, including the ACC tournament, 10 wins inside of conference play. The ACC doesn't have any great teams this year. They have some pretty good teams, but anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Notre Dame has proven that. Miami's proven that. Different teams have shown that. So I look at this and say... Based on what Syracuse has done up to this point, plus a win over Virginia, there's no question. But I look at them right now and say, how can you be so sure on Clemson and question Syracuse when you put those both up against each other? At the end of the day, I I think Virginia is the thing. Syracuse is in control of their own destiny. You beat Virginia, there's nothing to be said. You don't beat Virginia, then we have to have all these conversations and all this quadrant and all this stuff that we have to go through and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, for me, I really think that, you know, Syracuse is in a place right now where they're arguably playing their best basketball. They beat a North Carolina team that blew out Duke. They came back and beat Clemson. They beat NC State by 21 points the third time you play them, which is extremely hard to do to have arguably your best game against them. And now you have Virginia, who's been up and down and around the corner. They've had more good than bad, but they've also lost some lost some games to teams that like San Francisco and you know different stuff that Virginia's done this year that hasn't made them look great. So I think Syracuse has to play their best game of the season today. But if they do and they win, I think the committee has a very easy decision to make, and there'll be no questions asked. If they lose and it's close. I think they could still try to squeak in. They might be a play-in game. But I think ultimately right now, Syracuse controls their destiny, and if they take care of business, they got nothing to worry about. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you said. Whatever you just said. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you, 
you should be the uh, spokesman to the, uh, for the for the Syracuse for the NCAA tournament committee. You know, I mean, just get up there and uh, no, I think uh, I think that's what's going to happen. You obviously, uh, yeah, I'm obviously if you if you win, you're in, and uh, I'm, assu- I'm assuming, and then uh, if you you know if you play well and you lose, um, you know, then that becomes a questionable. Then if you get blown out, then that's another problem. But uh, yeah, um, but you know, I think this is. You know the recent, uh, you know the recency thing right now. So we had it like like you said, probably the best game that we played yesterday, and uh, and now it's only one day later. You know, so people are kind of you know looking out at all this now. Maybe they had assumed that we weren't in after the before these last couple of games, and that we won. And uh, now they got to retake another look here and say, wait a minute, you're you know. And Coach Beheim is <laughs> it's also a very good. Uh, Spelling out to what they, we've done this year, and, and he makes pretty good sense. Uh, and just like you, he make pretty good sense of how why, how can we not be in? But uh, you know, um, sometimes it gets you know it doesn't go your way. But uh, I just I think it's just in our, like you said, it's in our hands. So let's just see what happens here, and then uh, and then um, everybody's gonna have to sit down and take a look at it and figure things out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's with anything in life. If I can have my life in my hands as opposed to somebody else's, I'll keep it in mind. So that's that's what Syracuse needs to do. Before I let you go, I have to let you know, Hal, that uh, my mother said hi because you're, you're uh, Carrie's brother that my mom... My mom works with my my mom has worked with, so she said I hope Hal remembered me. So she just wanted to send you know. Remember, very nice. She's very nice, and uh, and my daughter, my daughter, my sister has enjoyed many years of uh, good friendships out at the airport, and uh, so uh, it was interesting to find out that that uh, you guys were related. So yeah, so she she sends her uh, she sends her love, but you know Hal, it's always great talking with you. I'm going to steal you back onto the show uh, during tournament time again, if you'll have me, but I, uh, I, I definitely appreciate it. I always have a good time with you. I love your energy, love your positivity. And, you know, with so many people that couldn't see their grandchildren and had to meet them over Zoom or, you know, go to the back door and kind of look through the window and stuff, you came up with this genius idea that I didn't even think about, which is, hey, why don't we would just pick up and move there for the year so... You know, this is our bubble, and, you know, that that's so cool, and I'm sure that, you know, that, that created some great memories from you, some help for your daughter, and I'm so happy that you got to do it. So congratulations more than anything on your grandson, and God bless to you and the family. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed it. I'll, I'll definitely be back for the NCAA tournament. All right. Sounds good. I'll talk to you soon. Right. Bye-bye.